Kamara. I don't know, Jeff, has it? I must have missed that. Hi everyone, it's the Sasquatch here from the Tree Busted Barstools podcast. Just to let you all aware that we use Anchor.fm and we're recording and producing all our, our podcasts. It has easy tools to kind of record, edit, and then also distribute your podcast. So you'll find it easily on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This is all done for you. Um, it's completely free and then it also allows you the ability to make money in your podcast through sponsorship ads such as this one um to find out more or to get started please visit anchor.fm or download the app via the google app store or the apple app store this podcast contains language and themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience Sasquatch here from the Four Busted Barstools podcast. In addition to our main podcast, we'll also have a second segment known as What the Fuck Sports. What the Fuck Sports is a series of mini podcasts detailing some of the wild and wacky stories from the world of sports. Some you'll know and some you'll have forgotten, ranging from the Minnesota boat party scandal to Gaza, trying to go fishing with on the run killer Ronald Moat during a police standoff, and everything in between. episode of what the fuck sports is brought to you by the sasquatch currently there are 16 men who are banned from stepping foot in an arena when an nba game is taking place here are their stories of the 16 blacklisted men nine of them are on the list for gambling reasons it is certainly worth noting that this isn't a recent issue as all nine last played between 1950 and 1970 which were apparently big years to, to shave points from college games. In 1951, the NBA banned its first people ever from the league after catching wind of a massive college basketball scandal known as the CCNY point shaving scandal. It was revealed that the players from seven different schools, including the University of Kentucky and City College of New York, had taken money from organised crime groups to play poorly in the biggest games of the season. The mobsters would bet on the underdog, knowing that they had paid off the favourite to choke the game away. In the end, 33 players were convicted of getting paid to take a dive. The most interesting part of the story might actually be how the scandal was finally revealed. Junius Kellogg, the centre from Manhattan College at the time, was a freshman when some men approached him with $1,000 and told him all the money would be his if he purposely played below par in his next game. He refused the quick cash and alerted the authorities instead. By the end of the entire saga, seven men had been handed a lifetime ban for their role in the scandal. Gambling ended up landing two more guys on the NBA's bad side. Jack Molinas, who was actually a coach at the centre of the previously mentioned scandal, managed to dodge the ban for three years. Eventually he was caught and ended up in jail. He was banned from the league, but that wasn't the end of his story. It was far more nefarious, nefarious than that. Our pal Jack 
was executed in his backyard by people who were heavily suspected to have mob ties. On top of that, Molinas's business partner was beaten to death less than a year prior. Roger Brown, an ABA legend, had heavy ties to Molinas, and so he was banned too, but not executed, bringing our, our banned NBA's players list up to eight. On the remaining seven, of the remaining seven players banned, six of them were banned for failing drug tests. In the 21st century, the league banned, banned John Drew, Chris Washburn, Roy Tapley and Richard Dumas for multiple violations of the league's drug policy. Drew and Washburn were the first to go, victims of the 1980s cocaine craze and the subsequent NBA crackdown. One has to, to especially remember with them, while society is far more polite to users of drugs in the modern age, often wanting to help instead of ostracise. If anyone was involved with cocaine back in the 80s, they were considered bad eggs. Tarpley was next after he received a DUI while playing for the Mavericks and was caught again drinking heavily. Thankfully, the Trouble Centre found success playing basketball elsewhere and still managed to carve out a career overseas. Dumas spent his entire life dealing with addiction and failed three drug tests while playing in the league. Eventually, the NBA had enough and banned him. He was eventually arrested for stealing cigarettes and alcohol from an Air Force base and remains in prison today. Moving on to some recent bands that you may be familiar with, Tyreek Evans and OJ Mayo. For these two guys there is still hope, although they are both banned for multiple drug violations. There have been several players who have been on the permanent ban list and gotten reinstated to active status. Chris Anderson is a good example of someone who Walked his way back to the league and eventually won a championship with the Miami Heat. Mayo may be a little too old to return to the league, but hopefully, we've seen the last of Evans and we haven't seen the last of Evans in an NBA uniform. He can apply for reinstatement in 2021, and also more importantly, hopefully, they can just turn their lives around. This leaves just one man. Donald Starling was banned when he was caught spewing racist comments to his girlfriend, who is an, is is of African American descent. The irony was not lost in the NBA community, who quickly rallied to boot Sterling from the Clippers in 2004. Commissioner Adam Silver banned Sterling and forced him to sell his team. It actually ended kind of years and decades of Sterling using his power in kind of bigoted ways. I've been the Sasquatch, and that's been What the Fuck Sports. Touchdown!